About what? Exactly. Welcome back, everybody. It's Ty and Justin. About what? I'm Ty. That's Justin. That would make me Justin. That's right. Um, I guess we're we're thrown for a loop. Or you know, did we throw you for a loop? Because usually I'm the one that starts off. Well, I didn't really want to listen to you tonight. Yeah, I know. Understandable. Most people don't. Uh, which this is a perfect example of why our uh, podcast is called About What. Because guess what? Tonight. It's about what? That's right. This is a special episode where we have no preparation at all in this. But you know what? That's because we're busy guys. We have jobs. We have yeah. things going on. You know, I just barely got done working on a car. Mm-hmm. Had time to throw, you know, go grab some supper real quick down at the Wendy's. And mm-hmm. uh, then what? here we are about 1030, barely starting getting our recording going here. Yeah, we are. Uh, I, myself, have just gotten back from uh, picking some pumpkins for my wife's little sister. Um, no. it, it's uh, the Halloween season. I was going to ask you that uh, about that because you told me that when we were on the phone earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can she not pick pumpkins? She can't pick the big enough pumpkins, I guess. Uh, we went over to see her last week, I think. The, the pumpkins that they had picked out. They were all about basketball size, so they weren't huge. Well, this guy that um, is a good friend of ours has a a farm over in Benson, and he's got he grows giant pumpkins. And the guy is like kind of nationally known for being part of these giant pumpkin growers. We went out there and you know got her a couple of um, pumpkins that are shoot. How big would you describe these things? I mean, they're not quite beach ball size, but they're about, what, maybe 18 inches tall? I mean, they're, they're good-sized pumpkins. Uh, yeah. Her sister was getting some that are about 12 inches. I, speaking of pumpkins, I saw a guy the other day. I, don't, I saw a guy, I don't know if it was on Instagram or Facebook yeah. or something like that, and he was carving his pumpkins with a pressure washer. Oh, for cool. He had the really tight nozzle put on it, and uh-huh. it was tightened it down all the way, and... Just and it was cutting them clean. Mm-hmm. He'd cut the crown off, you know, to scoop them yeah. out, and then he was just cutting the outside. You just mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. So I'm gonna yeah. try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about pumpkin seeds, like roasted pumpkin seeds? Um, I like them, but I've never really liked the one. I've tried them myself, you know, off of a pumpkin mm-hmm. we had yeah. cleaned out, and they just don't ever seem to turn out. It's a lot cheaper <laughs> to buy a bag of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, David? Yeah, you know, David's. Uh, they're the guys that do the sunflower seeds. Yeah, they also do pumpkin seeds. Yeah, they do pumpkin seeds. To me, that's a little easier. Yeah, it just seems a lot a little they're, cleaner. They're very inexpensive, mm-hmm. really inexpensive, and yeah. to get them all clean, they and, have a harder shell though. Yeah, but I like I chew up the shell and everything, yeah. you know. So I think that's how you're supposed to eat pumpkin seeds, anyway. Some people, I I had a friend that wouldn't eat them that way. He'd crack them open and eat the little seed inside, you know. Is he a serial killer? I I don't know. He's so, a seed killer. Is he a psychopath? Well, I mean, I mean, that just seems like sort of thing that 
or he's OCD. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe, you know, the one thing I've noticed about pumpkin seeds, if you don't chew them up really well, they are kind of scratchy. Yeah. They will uh, get cut, lodged in your throat you. and kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that, I guess that's my big holdup. I, I don't mind the flavor of pumpkin seeds so much. My wife loves pumpkin seeds. Well, see, I go to the health food store all the mm-hmm. time and we buy raw pumpkin seeds, the, the green seeds, you know, they're yeah. already seeded. And okay, I'll already that's what, Yeah, that's what I eat on my salad oh. all the time. Because I, I used good. to love sunflower seeds, mm-hmm. but um, pumpkin seeds are like twice as good for you. Yeah. They have all kinds of good shit in them. You know, it's amazing because like we don't eat a lot of pumpkin per se as humans. I mean, we'll eat pumpkin pie, but like I guess pumpkin is one of those... Uh, it's one of those uh, squash that's really good for you. Well, my wife and I were talking about this today, about all the antioxidants in pumpkin mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But she makes pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can say they're good for you, and I'm I'm sure they are to a certain extent, mm-hmm. except for the cream cheese frosting oh, yeah, or the chocolate that. chips or whatever. But no, I'm, I'm talking about, like, the actual pumpkin itself, the raw pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I guess it's really good for animals. Like, we, we always throw our uh, leftover pumpkins after Halloween to our chickens and, um, you know, feed a little bit to the rabbit. Or to it's the, funny because you live in the same town I do and you yeah. live in the town I grew up in as mm-hmm. well. And I can guarantee you if you had those pumpkins while I was growing up, you wouldn't have leftover pumpkins. You're absolutely right. They would have been smashed across our uh, yeah. front porch or something. I went and took care of everybody's pumpkins for them. Well, that might be decent of you. I assume I've outlived the statute of limitations on pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so, if not, then we're invoking our Fifth Amendment. Right? I mean, it's been <laughs> at least 30 plus years since I've yeah. smashed a pumpkin. So, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> if somebody hears me, I mean, attempt attempt to go after me for it and see how it yeah, works. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so. Justin smashed a pumpkin on my driveway back in 1988 yeah i mean our barney fife of a county sheriff will come out here and... <laughs> now justin <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it mm-hmm. i really wouldn't doubt it but so are, you guys are halloween people aren't you yeah we, we love halloween we love we're holiday people well yeah you're the antithesis well, of you yeah well i don't even know if that's true because i love like i love the decorations for mm-hmm. christmas and stuff you know yeah. i, I you know, I to me, it's the greatest mm-hmm. pagan holiday there is, right? Sure. I, I don't really celebrate any holidays for their true meanings. In mm-hmm. fact, how many people really do? That's true. In fact, how many people even really know what the true meaning of, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas or mm-hmm. Easter or, or Samhain? Yeah. Or I guess it's pronounced Samhain. Probably the easiest yeah. one for them is New Year's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. well, I think it means it's a new year. Yeah, um, yeah, which is no longer April 1st. Exactly. And that's where April Fool's Day comes from. Exactly. Yeah, so we've got some very interesting uh, holiday history, don't we? What do you think about holidays? Do you think there will ever be a new holiday that can work its way into... Juneteenth uh, just became on a new holiday. Yeah, but I, but I mean work its way into a celebratory holiday like we are. I mean, probably the ones you recognize mm-hmm. most are obviously Halloween, Christmas, maybe the 4th of July. Yeah. And that, that's probably the extent. Um, I think probably the closest that we were. Um, Juneteenth, I would say, is on the horizon of, be, of becoming such. 
Um, mostly because Columbus Day got rebranded as Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, so, you know, people woke up and realized that Columbus really wasn't somebody worth celebrating so much as he was a debaucher. Well, that's what they say, but at the same time, I don't know how that's proven. And on top of that, what made him different from anyone else? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to look at things and think, okay, some of these slave owners and things, you know, mm-hmm. weren't great, right? Yeah. But, but who wasn't a slave owner in those well, times, and, you know? And who was uh, selling people into slavery? Well, that that's probably the greatest example, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. we're always worried about the people that bought the slaves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it was their own people selling them exactly. into slavery. Rival tribes would go and capture people and then sell them off into slavery. Not just like indigenous people in the African continent, but in the North American continent as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you had uh, Indian tribes, or should we say Native American tribes? No, you'd stick with yeah, Indian, Indian tribes because that's what they yeah, were. They were, you know, capturing uh, people from different tribes and selling them off as slaves or keeping them as slaves for themselves. I mean, do you know how stupid it sounds to say cowboys and indigenous people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Sacagawea is a great example of uh, here is someone who was born in one tribe and got captured and sold as a slave into another tribe and then ended up getting put in as a tour guide for for, uh, Lewis and Clark while she was pregnant. So there's someone worth celebrating. So are you calling her a whore? No. Oh. I'm saying that she was uh, a lot tougher than you and me. Oh, well, so you think. Yeah. I mean, but as stories go... Yeah, you could probably take her. Yeah, I she, think. She could kick my ass, I'm sure of that. But. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. But but we don't know. We we just don't know any of this, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody told a joke the other day um, about a T-Rex. They said, do you know... In fact, I'm going to ask you, do you know why a T-Rex can't clap its hands together? No. Because they're extinct. Oh, that makes sense. So, I mean, if you think about it that way, mm-hmm. yeah, we can say anything we want to T-Rex. Because wasn't it you and I talking that they, mm-hmm. how many thousands, well, hundreds of years since yeah. we've known dinosaurs and dinosaur bones and things mm-hmm. like that, have we thought they were these scaly creatures? Now they're saying they yeah. had feathers, most exactly. likely. They were all just giant chickens, which, you know, being a chicken farmer myself, I believe it. Well, yeah. And that gets back to your eight-inch yeah. cock. Yeah, and then then we get into some like really weird stuff because I mean, when you look at the structure of a chicken versus a uh, versus a, a dinosaur, T. Rex had we've got the skulls with all the teeth. My chickens don't have teeth. Okay, they have a beak, but they still peck after shit and go after it. Sure. Mean, now my goose, she's got um, kind of. I don't know, they wouldn't. I wouldn't say they were necessarily teeth. She does have some ridges on her beak, but she. If you've ever seen a goose's tongue, it's one of the most horrifying things you'll ever see. That thing has sp- like spines coming off of it, and I mean, it looks like it's got teeth on its tongue. It's terrifying. Well, so that could just be the evolution of the animals. I mean, could we be. don't know. I mean, we don't even know the the um, what do you call it? The people. We found in the tar pits and yeah. shit. The, mm-hmm. What are they the called? The cavemen. Yeah, cavemen. Whatever you sure. want to call it. For all we know, they were feathered. Yeah. Or, or furry or sure. something. Or looked like the mm-hmm. jungle boy that was in the traveling circus thing that was... Which know, is how I spent a good portion of my childhood. Because I've always been a fuzzy little guy. But you're not super fuzzy. No, I mean, not... I mean, you had to... 
kind of bulk it up a little bit. Do you remember back in the 80s, they had the infomercials where you spray paint your head and it grows your hair instantly? Or something? Well, yeah, I do remember. In fact, I've been looking for some of that shit lately because yeah. all my hair's <laughs> falling out. Hey, really, all you got to do is get some spray paint because that's all it was, is whole spray paint yeah. your scalp. Well, maybe after <laughs> we're done here, I'll have you yeah. sharpie my head where it's going bald. Yeah. We got we got a lot to do after or in between recordings here. So. We do, yeah. But I just feel a little more comfortable with you running the sharpie because mm-hmm. I can't see my bald spot very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't want your wife to make fun of you. I don't think that's going to stop. No, but that's part of the love we have for each mm-hmm. other. Is I make fun of her, mm-hmm. and she gets mad at me. Yeah, as she should. Yeah. So, like you said, it's her fault. Well, I've always put your wife on a pedestal ever since uh, I've met her. Well, she yeah, but you but you put your, your wife on a pedestal as well. Slightly I, above yours, yeah. I, well, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, what I'm meaning is above yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much. I mean, you put, you put our wives, mm-hmm. you know, me and you they, are here. They're yeah. both up well, way up absolutely. here. There is yeah. no, there, there's nobody in this world. I mean, I'm sure that any of our listeners out there listening... They haven't even met my wife. I'm sure that they agree she can do better, and she deserves better, and I'm on your side. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree, too, but she could do better, but not much, because you're a pretty decent dude. Yeah. Really, I'm, all in all. I'm, I'm not very abusive. So that I like how you say not very. Yeah, so that sets me ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is she abusive to you, though? No. Of course not. My wife doesn't have an abusive bone in her body. Hello, Tyler's wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was my way of saying hello to her without giving away her name. It's very kind of you because I told her, yeah, I'll, uh, I was coming over here to uh, do the podcast tonight so that we could update her on what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny <laughs> is when we take our breaks... Mm-hmm. She wants us to uh, get back to recording so she knows what the hell's going on yeah, in your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you two not talk at all? or I guess not. I'm just, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I We have a great time. We uh, just went to um, northern Idaho, or not, well, central Idaho. Well, yeah, how was the sheep festival? You know, the sheep festival was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, we... Uh, got to see a lot of different vendors there that did all kinds of stuff with wool. Got to see tons of sheep. Got to watch this guy shear uh, sheep, and boy, he was good at it. He uh, was real uh, firm and strong with that sheep, but uh, he also was gentle about it. That didn't uh, cut it up or anything. I guess that's a big problem with learning how to shear, because sheep skin rolls easily. It's kind of loose and saggy, so... So yeah, it's kind of like using, you know, the manscaper. Yeah. Like uh, it's dangerous, right? Well, they say you can't nick yourself, but you get pushing too hard in the little yeah. skin. And so by skin, like I mean foreskin right? yeah. rolls, mm-hmm. and you get that caught under the mm-hmm. blade, yeah. you're in big trouble. Yeah. Because then what do you do? Well, there's nothing more embarrassing than going to the emergency room mm-hmm. where you have the shears stuck on your mm-hmm. scrotum. Yeah. And you have to have them removed mm-hmm. by a couple of women that are already laughing their heads off of because of how small it is. But you're trying to explain to them that it's only small mm-hmm. because it got hurt yeah. and it ran back in its cave. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've all been there. I'm sitting there. Cur- I mean, 
this is a friend of mine that this happened to. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there holding our friend's hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened to us. Telling but... all those nurses, hey, this, yeah. this man's in, in pain. My friend's sitting there screaming, I'm I'm a grower, not a shower. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess the only thing that's more embarrassing is when it's uh, not uh, the manscaping blade, but just a, a sheep shearer. Yeah, that's yeah. that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. That's even worse if you're using the sheep here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got to say, uh, Central Idaho, like uh, uh, kind of the Salmon River, uh, Stanley and Ketchum Way, uh, the Sawtooth Mountains, that's a beautiful area. We uh, we drove around and saw a lot of really nice sights. That's cool. We saw some animals, too. Did you go to Craters of the Moon again? Yep. Went to Craters of the Moon. We got to see uh, a lot more in-depth and detail. Is it worth stuff. visiting? Absolutely. Is it? It's a lava flow that's only about 2,000 years old. So, I mean, as far as the, the lava flows on this continent, it's as recent as we have, except for... Mount St. Helens. Yeah, Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Right yeah. But Mount St. Helens it's doesn't... ash with that. Yeah, it doesn't have as... I mean, there's lava, but it, it's all been covered because it come down and created yeah, the big uh, crater up there, crater yeah. and everything just come down. And so it was pretty much all covered with mud and dirt mm -hmm. that's under. Have you been to Mount St. Helens? No, I haven't. Amazing place. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my wife and I went there you know, probably 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And as you're driving, I mean, you drive clear the hell out of the way. Yeah. You know, and you can't really see Mount St. Helens. At least we couldn't because the day was pretty overcast. But you could see Mount Rainier and Mount mm -hmm. Hood. Oh, and, of course, Mount St. Helens, the difference being is it's missing half the top of the mountain. Yeah, because it, it got to be. blown off in 1980. And, of course, it was smaller than both Mount Hood and Mount Rainier anyways, mm -hmm. but not a ton. But when you get up there, it's just amazing the, the amount of area it covered. We're stand, standing clear across on a different mountain range, you know, mm -hmm. a few miles from it. And all the trees that are still lying down that have been blasted down. Yeah. And... And how far the flow went down the river, I just can't imagine destruction mm -hmm. like that. And that was, yeah. And it was, it was pretty dang destructive. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I never did see Harry Truman. Mm -mm. But I think he's bur buried up at the lake somewhere. Oh, yes. Yeah, up by Spirit Lake. Yeah. Um, Ernest Hemingway saw his grave while I was there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, one of the things to do in Ketchum, Idaho, that's where... Uh, Ernest Hemingway, author of Old Man in the Sea. That's where his grave is. And, that, his, and his wife. Hold on just a second. That's the best, most well-known book you could come up with from Ernest Hemingway. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more out there. Than, okay. Just yeah. saying. I'm, that, that. I'm saying, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with this. It's the Ernest Hemingway book that I've read. Do, I mean, doesn't he have quite a few other books? Oh, gosh. He's a huge author. And what was he doing up there, anyways? What so okay? Um, Ketchum, Idaho, or Sun Valley, Idaho, is uh, it was a big, and it's always been a big um, retreat for movie stars and the rich and famous. There's a lot of uh, very expensive uh, homes up there, and a lot of gated communities too. Um, so we actually uh, went and saw his the house that he uh, that he had while he was there, but he lived out the rest of his life up in that area. Some of his uh, Hollywood friends said, hey, you need to come up and visit us in this place. He went up there and he's like, yeah, this place is awesome. So 
I guess he would frequent the Pioneer Saloon, which we went and dined there and uh, had a great time. Uh, really good food and a very um, historic place. I mean, it's been sitting there for since the Gold Rush days, really. And um, still had the original bar, all kinds of really cool old artifacts. They had um, like bullet display cases like that you would have back in the 1800s when it was like, okay, well, this is the kind of bullet for this kind of gun. And they just had like hundreds of these little bullets in there. And I guess to find one of those intact still, um, I said, they said that there's only like 200, less than 200 of those left in the United States. Hmm. So to find one that's intact, because a lot of times, I guess, in the early part of the century, the shop owners, after the, using the displays, they'd actually scavenge them and sell the individual bullets. And so, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting, I thought. Hmm. I, I've been through there, but never stopped. But I think um, might be worth a trip up there. How far the drive is it from here? About four hours from here. Well, so it's about the same as Boise, really. Yeah, really. Other than you're going on smaller roads to get yeah, up there smaller for the most roads. part. Yeah. You just go up through yeah. Pocatello? Yeah, we did. We went through Pocatello to Blackfoot. From Blackfoot, we went up uh, past one of the original uh, nuclear uh, uh, power plants in the united states in fact the site of a, a pretty big nuclear blowout on a power plant yeah, what, yeah. what's that place called uh, i i've heard of it our er one i think is it all it's all still there right yeah it's all still there they've yeah. got they um they've got nuclear uh reactors and prototypes for like uh how to run a nuclear sub for like a nuclear sub engine so do they do they still work there or what do they do um, they have a nuclear power plant uh, separate from that. It's a distance from the old site. But, yeah, I guess uh, these guys, um, the the power plant, uh, they were trying to put in the, what, what do they call those rods? The, the cooling rods. The boron? Yeah, but they're the cooling rods. Yeah, the right? cooling yeah. rods, exactly. And I guess the cooling rods uh, did not go in uh, properly. Yeah, I read about yeah. it. It's... And it overheated and blew itself apart. That teaches you not to put just the tip in. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're going to go with the tip, you, you need to first get the tip in, but then you got to proceed. Through well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the tip has to go in. Yeah. has to get in. Or you can't get the shaft in. That's right. Yeah. As they learn the hard way, and, well, they'll never make that mistake again. Uh, so then uh, up through that way, there's Atomic City and Arco. And uh, these are just little towns, cute little towns. And kind of, kind of the thing that we've started doing lately on our drives is anytime we get to one of these little towns, we'll go off and just, you know, drive around the back streets for a little bit and just see, yeah, what, that's, see what towns That's like. what we do. And mm -hmm. I, I do it for a couple of reasons. I love looking at old homes, old mm -hmm. buildings. I love looking for old cars. Mm -hmm. um, and I love when you can go to an old town and, and the architecture and everything still feels like you're in the 40s or 50s, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and you get up in some of those places... Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, Stand By Me. Mm -hmm. And even though it fictionally took place in Maine, yeah. it was actually mostly filmed in Brownsville, Oregon. Yeah. And mm -hmm. because I've seen it so many times and I loved the movie, we kind of went up there and did all the research on finding all the areas. And the original part of town, mm -hmm. they've left it alone. I mean, it still looks oh, wow. like it's in the 50s and 60s. Uh -huh. it's, it's pretty crazy. Timeless and, area. Yeah. And... 
if you ever get up that way, I don't know if you've seen Stand By mm-hmm. Me. Oh, yeah. But it's just neat to see everything up mm-hmm. there. It really is. It's just, it's a cool town. It's, you know, and I'm sure on purpose to a certain extent, it's stuck, you know. Yeah. In those times, because there is, you go across mm-hmm. a bridge, cross a river, and there's another section of town that's new. Yeah. You know, has your McDonald's and your all your sure current things you got to yeah. have to survive, you know, I guess. But, like a Radio Shack. Well. Or Circuit City. or uh, Yeah. Yeah. Keep naming um, all the places around the business. And beyond now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The training table in yeah. Utah. <laughs> By the way, that's coming back. Did oh, you really? ever eat at the training table? I have. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna do some food trucks, and, really? uh, and then open a couple restaurants. And mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knows, but Training Table was a place in Utah, obviously, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool because you'd go sit down at your table, and they'll have uh-huh. phones, yeah, corded phones, corded phones. You'd pick up the phone, place, place your, your order, mm-hmm. and when it was ready, your phone would ring, and you'd go pick it up. It was kind of mm-hmm. neat, and I, you know, they pretty much just burger sandwiches and fries, yeah, you know, nothing I mean, real fancy. Yeah, kind of diner. But fair, yeah. But pretty good food, really. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know there was several of them around. I know, I know, three or oh, four of them. They were a big deal back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, and th- there was still some stragglers around up until about two thousand ten, I think. Mm-hmm. And and there was some disagreements with the owners or something like that, and they decided to get rid of them. But now mm-hmm. one of the original owners is bringing it all back. Well, that's good. Very decent so, of them. We'll have to take our wives on a date. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, if they're going to have telephones in there, will they be cordless now? Yeah, that's the question, because a lot of those uh, places um, that are starting to go cordless, are, are they're providing like a, a tablet computer that you order from, so you can place uh, an order that way? I always, you know, this is my cheap self coming out, but you, you know how you kind of, if you go out to eat, mm-hmm. it, you know... Fast food, for the most part, is going to be a lot more inexpensive. But if yeah. you go into a restaurant, you know, the food's going to be more. You're going to be living a tip and all that. I, I liked the training table because it was kind of a restaurant type mm-hmm. with fast food prices and you didn't leave a tip because they didn't wait on you. Or no, anything, you, waited, you, know? you you bust your own tables and everything. Yeah, so yeah, I always enjoyed that. But I'm a little bit of a foodie when it comes to some mm-hmm. of those cool places and it just yeah. seems like anymore there's not a lot of cool places to eat no they're kind of uh, tucked away in little hole in the wall places um we did uh we went to a little diner in uh twin falls on our way home and uh you know that was a, a place that we're gonna be going to again I'll, I'll tell you one secret if you're ever uh traveling to idaho you'll never have bad potatoes no matter where you go I've never gone to Idaho, and that doesn't matter what kind of potato, whether it's mashed potatoes or potato salad or French fries, it's going to be good. Because <laughs> those people take great pride in their potatoes. And see, I might have to disagree with you a tiny bit. Okay. Because I eat plenty of potatoes out of my father's garden that were grown 20 miles this way mm-hmm. of Idaho, and they taste just as, just as good. Just as good. Yeah. So, And that's fine, but... Like I said, I've never had a bad potato in Idaho. Well, you shouldn't be able to either. Exactly. Should we should we take a break and hear from our sponsors? Yeah, it's time. Let's okay. go get some money. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we were talking about potatoes. That's potatoes and Velcro gloves. Yep, Velcro gloves, which I did not take to catch them Idaho. And, you know, I shouldn't have taken them because they, I'll, I'll tell you one thing is, like, when we went to the sheep parade where they run the sheep down Main Street of Ketchum, mm-hmm. well, first of all, it's more of like a walk that they do. It's not really a big run of the sheep. And it's definitely not like the running of the bulls. Like they, They're constantly telling you, hey, sheep are, flat, uh, are very flighty critters. So, you know, put your dogs back in your cars. Anybody that hasn't listened to the announcements for the last two hours. Put your damn car dogs back in your damn cars, and you know they won't. So you know they won't want um, disturbing the sheep. So we're all sitting there on the side of the road, very quietly, very calmly watching the sheep take a little stroll down Main Street. <laughs> and instead of about fifteen million uh, sheep, like you see in the brochures and you see on like you know, the the websites and everything, they had about uh, three hundred um, walking down the center of main street and uh it went pretty quick <laughs> it wasn't uh wasn't miles and miles of sheep no this was a little flock of sheep that just went for a walk down main and we thought oh okay well interesting yeah and I'll, i gotta say something that's very refreshing about that it was an actual parade and there wasn't a bunch of people throwing candy and so you didn't have a bunch of kids out there screaming and hollering and trying to get in front of you and try and steal all the candy that they can. So you were more interested in the parade attendees. Exactly. The parade was actually a lot of fun. And uh, do you remember like when we were kids, you'd have maybe one or two floats. Well, I don't remember when you were a kid. Well, yeah, but you were in Smithville. That was in, you know, across the the valley. True. Yeah. Um, But like parades back then, it, you had one or two floats that would throw candy, but it didn't seem like it was every float. Well, I, I can say around here, all the parades I went to, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we had two big parades here every year: the, yeah. the high school's homecoming, mm-hmm. and then the health days, which is yeah, you know, our Man. city's celebration, celebration, yeah. you know, of mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, I remember. You know, the parades didn't seem near as long, and you'd have maybe two or three designated floats or whatever that threw out candy. And now, Mm -hmm. my God, they're rocketing candy off every single car and float Mm -hmm. and horse that comes by. And yeah, you've got the road lined, you know. To the point where, I mean, this is a bigger event than Halloween trick-or-treating for these kids. They all bring out their bags and their pillowcases and stuff. Yeah. They load them with candy. I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know the point in getting everybody to a parade. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know you not to offend your wife, and I know she's listening, mm-hmm. but I, I compare parades to fireworks, and I know your wife <laughs> loves fireworks, but uh, I myself um, kind of think parades and fireworks are the same they've always been, you know, and they're never really going to change. The, the two of you, you and my wife, are uh, two people that I hold in a higher regard than just about anybody. And you're both 
so completely different from each other, and yet you're so similar. You're both extremely intelligent, extremely creative, and very, like, uh, logical. But, I mean, everything that she's really into, fireworks, uh, parades, and all that, you do have certain commonalities, but you there's so much difference there, too. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad she's into those things, that she can mm-hmm. attend them for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I... I've done enough of it that, you know, fireworks I find to be the, the mm-hmm. kind of the most ridiculous thing there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and I see the fireworks every year, right? Sure. And, and I know your wife loves fireworks. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. my wife is one of the few people that actually films uh, fireworks shows on her phone, and she will watch them all the rest of the year. Well, and, <laughs> you know, and don't get me wrong, because there's a lot of things I like that I... Completely thing, understand right? that yeah. Mrs. Tyler wouldn't wouldn't enjoy, you know, and <laughs> doesn't sure. enjoy. And I mean, that's what makes people people, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Me and you, I wouldn't say we have a lot of commonality when it comes to hobbies. And I mean, my only real mm-hmm. hobby is probably cars. Yeah. Uh, playing guitar a little bit, but hobbies pushing it on that. You know, I just yeah. pick it up in between. For 30 seconds here and 30 yeah. seconds there or whatever. But um, you and I don't have a lot of similar hobbies. But it's funny when you when mm-hmm. you become an adult and you're older, all the things you thought you would be doing, you're not doing You're just living mm-hmm. life now, you know. Yeah. And now me with my kids, I'm, I'm lucky to have good kids. And my younger kid, he's way into cars now. Mm-hmm. And just even this last week, I was telling you this before we started recording, mm-hmm. I spent more time helping him work on his car while mine doesn't get worked on. <laughs> and that's not a complaint at all. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And I, he's got a really nice new car out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess new being, it's probably what, 20, not quite 20 years old. 16 years 16 old. 16 years old, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, that's a beautiful car out there. Yeah, it's a nice car. Exactly like one I've got. Exactly. Just, just a different turned, color. Yep, different color. And, uh, boy, I, yeah, as soon as he opened the, the door when I came over tonight, I said, yeah, you better not have any question in your mind how much your parents love you. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he might not be looking at it that way since his bank account's been drained because ah. he had to pay to <laughs> ship the car and then... Mm-hmm. You should have seen how astounded he was when we went down to uh, get the new title and he had to pay the, and the taxes, registration. taxes yeah. and registration. On yeah. It. He's like, do I have to pay that every year? I'm like, no, <laughs> just, the taxes just once. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a racket in itself. Oh, yeah. The tax is horrific. You know, but, and I couldn't get her, you know, most people get around it by just writing a bill of sale for less. But, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But I couldn't, I didn't want to ask the guy to do that. You no. know? Yeah, I was hoping he'd offer, but I wasn't going to ask him. Sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's and but my whole point is, is you know, even the things I do with him that I haven't enjoyed in the past, or my other son that we hang out and do stuff. We're going mm-hmm. to hang out tomorrow, my older son, and I, it's almost because of the people you're doing it with that mm-hmm. make it different. You know what yeah. I mean? And you take over priorities. So it's even some of the stuff my wife likes or the things I like that she doesn't. And mm-hmm. when, and by far my wife's my best friend. Yeah. I mean, in the entire world, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't need a big circle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it, uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of funny on the to- topic of that. As uh, the as far as the things that my my wife takes interest in, I take interest in my wife, like very intense interest in my wife, and so what the things that are important to her become immediately important to me. Yeah, but the, you don't have to love them. No, I mean it, fireworks is a great example. Okay, I mean logically and um, you know ha- speaking from a, a rational point of view. You're paying hundreds of dollars for something that's just going to blow up, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's the end of it. Well, yeah, but if you want to compare that to something else, think of the thousands of dollars I spend on music. Sure. And what are you going to do with that? You're just going to listen to it. You can keep listening to it over and over and over again, which I guess, to my wife's credit, yeah, if you she rec- films it. Yeah, so if you she film can the fireworks, you're fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, but most people don't think of it that way and so it's it's kind of different though but at the same time even though um it looks a lot of them are the same and the the technology is pretty much the same it hasn't really changed much uh, other than they're coming out with like the laser fireworks now and the drone yeah. the drone the drone fireworks yeah drone fireworks that, those are interesting but i mean even fireworks like they, they started engineering some where they you know throw them up in the sky and they have a they explode into a big smiley face yeah that's pretty cool. Um, they've come out with a couple of different styles of fireworks over the years. Some of them are really cool. Like they've got these uh, ones called willows that they shoot up into the, the sky and then they kind of cascade down like a bridal veil or something. And, uh, you know, I like those. There was uh, one for a few years ago, they released it and they would go up into the sky and just have a really loud bang. And like it would throw a concussion wave out there, and it would you know blow through the crowd. And you'd go, yeah, that's what we need. You know the flashbangs they yeah. have. Mm-hmm. We need to have one of them that's like five thousand times amplified. Yeah, and everybody that's watching mm-hmm. just gets blinded and knocked exactly. down. Exactly, and you know then you felt like okay, well this is like a nuclear blast without the radiation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, and I appreciate things that other people like i mean that's why they mm-hmm. exist and that's why they yeah. do i mean a lot of things i'd like are boring right to other people but well you love the beatles yeah but at the same time the beatles aren't boring either i mean anybody, well, anybody can take interest yeah in but when it when it comes to music when mm-hmm. it comes to art when it comes i mean fireworks are a form of art you know but when For it sure. comes to that kind of stuff it's all subjective right not yeah. one person like i can't sit here and say hey that's stupid yeah because it may be silly to me, because mm-hmm. it's not stupid to me. It's just kind of yeah. silly and the same, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I, I don't really have any nostalgia tied into it or anything. Yeah. Where a lot of people do, a lot of mm-hmm. people have, you know, God, it's the Fourth of July or mm-hmm. it's our state holiday, and we've done this every year since I can remember, and eating yeah. cheeseburgers and drinking Coke or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's a nostalgia. I have that nostalgia when it comes to cars mm-hmm. and music and sure and you know that's boring to some people and i i'm the kind of person i kind of don't like when other people like what i like yeah it almost it almost makes me feel especially if it's somebody i don't like and i find out they like the beatles and guitar and i'm like god maybe i shouldn't like them maybe the beatles aren't that great (laughs) (laughs) but you know i i don't like being popular Mm -hmm. i know that sounds silly but oh you like uh, being unique and you know your own thing yeah, it's just kind of, I mean, even though I'm not the only person that has this kind of guitar or listens yeah. to this kind of music mm-hmm. or whatever, it, 
you like feeling like you are. You yeah. you like feeling like mm-hmm. that's your thing, right? Yeah. Just like Mrs. Tyler probably feels like fireworks mm-hmm. and gardening because I, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I know she loves gardening. I know she loves decorating as my wife does, decorating mm-hmm. for the holidays and stuff. Yeah. And um, well, my, on that same note, though, my wife she got into like backyard farming and you know have, raising critters and stuff long before the cottage craft became a big thing uh, or like backyard uh, chickens became a big deal and people started raising chickens as pets. That was something that my wife was into long before that. You know, I I wonder that kind of stuff. Do you think that stuff, you know, we say that a lot where, Hey, Mm -hmm. this or that's becoming a thing. Do you think it wasn't a thing or do you think it just wasn't, uh, you know, social media has yeah. really pushed a lot of this stuff, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's brought a lot more awareness to it. Sure. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people yeah. find out about it For is sure. because one person yeah. does it. And so they start posting on their Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram or whatever it is. And yeah. they, you know, and somebody else kind of, God, that's something I enjoy doing yeah. and I would enjoy doing. So I, I know that my wife has gotten probably a good dozen people started into uh, raising their own chickens in their own backyards and most of them are, are for pets. I mean, but most of yeah. this is due to your eight inch cock that too. Well, it, he came along in the last batch. Um, Oh yeah. He's, he's just hanging out in the backyard. Cause you used to have a lot larger cock. Um, yeah. And we got rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. We had several cocks around the place that, um, every single one of them, we were hoping that they would, you know, be tame, be docile and, and polite, gentlemen no we had a bunch of rapists uh, gang rapists as well so basically when it comes down to it even though you had a large cock if it's a 12 inch cock it's probably going to be gang banging somebody and so your wife as much as she loves you she wanted your big cock out of there yeah and yeah. as much as i love her i had to go and remove my 12 inch cock from the farm well that's enough of that i guess okay <laughs> Because I know she'll love that talk. I can't wait till you hear the feedback on this one. Because I mean, the the eight inch cock, he's doing pretty good for now. I mean, he's he 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 looks after his girls, and he is fearless. Uh, Okay, we have this huge goose that you've seen the goose. She's yeah. So size doesn't always matter. No, she's probably what uh, two and a half feet, maybe three feet tall. Yeah, pretty goose. Goose, yeah. And then we have our eight inch cock, right? Uh huh. So the goose, the chickens are out there. The goose is hanging out with the chickens, and uh, she starts, you know, going after the girls. You don't go after the eight-inch cock's girls, okay? I mean, he is—he's the cock of the walk Do, there. So does he have a name? Um, pretty much, we've uh, we've kind of dubbed him Foghorn Leghorn because uh, that's what the neighbor across the street named him and you know when he came over and saw him he's like oh he's just sitting there strutting around like he's <laughs> like he's hot stuff and he's just a tiny little rooster <laughs> you know he just goes strutting around like he's you know owns the place and yeah the case in point so the goose goes after his uh his girls and he goes after the goose and the goose was like my wife thought she was going to be uh watching a, a, a real massacre here that, that little rooster would not back down he went at the goose and went at the goose. He <laughs> was like, I don't know what to do about this. I got this little pit squeak that's going at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually the intimidator here. What's exactly. going on? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's cool. You guys have a nice little place there with your yeah. your farm and mm-hmm. all your little animals and your garden and everything. It's it's pretty yeah. nice. I like it. Yeah, it's carved out. I mean, it, we've surrounded our side yard with a picket fence. So I used to be way way big into gardening and stuff. I mm-hmm. always grew a really big garden and. You know, with my own business yeah. now and stuff, it's kind of taking a toll on doing that kind of stuff. And yeah. sometimes it's easier just to hit the farmer's market or mm-hmm. or my father's backyard. Yeah, and gather up veggies and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I the thing I, I noticed, and you probably remember this when we were working together, is I used to bring peppers oh, and all this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was given three quarters of it away. And, yeah, you and, bring bushelfuls of jalapenos in. Like, you yeah. guys want some jalapeno peppers? <laughs> Well, you or know, Anaheim's it's because all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because it's like, you know, I want to plant a couple of these, a couple of those, but I might as well plant four or five of each in case some of them die. Mm-hmm. None of them ever died. Oh, no. For some reason, peppers are extremely resilient. <laughs> yeah. Same with the tomatoes, tomatoes and stuff. Too. You know, I, I, I love tomatoes. I make mm-hmm. fresh salsa. I would make yeah. fresh salsa all the time. I haven't mm-hmm. done it this year, and my wife's mad at me for it because she loves it. But, mm-hmm. um, so I, you know, we, we usually do excellent with tomatoes. Our, for some reason, the soil in our place, it, the tomatoes love it, and we just get huge crops of tomatoes. Well, I've I've actually been shitting in your garden. Thank you, I appreciate that because whatever it's doing. Uh, well, is it just this year you started? Because this year was off. No, this year I haven't. Oh, that's what that's exactly what it is. We've had rot yeah. on our tomatoes. Like the, I don't know. This has been a weird year for weather. So we had like a, a late. Um, Do you want me to start fertilizing a Ziploc bag so you can have something to take home? Probably. I'll hold the bag for you. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. In fact, you won't even need to plant tomatoes because I eat enough of them. Mm-hmm. If you fertilize, oh, there we see. Yeah, yeah okay. they'll seed all over the place. So. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Also, uh, tomatillos. We've got tons of uh, tomatillos is one thing where if you plant it, you'll never need to plant it again because it will come back year after year volunteers. Yeah. And in your other flower gardens and in the neighbors. Well, Uh if you have tomatillas, let me know because I'd like some. Okay. If you have extras. Yeah. If you don't, no mm -hmm. big deal. You know, I know that we're getting towards the end of the season here, but yeah. Yeah, I, I we, we've those. got them. Yeah, come, yeah, come get them. It's funny because when I was growing my garden here, mm-hmm. I only planted. Tomatillos, I think twice, mm-hmm. two years in a row, but I grew them for about seven, eight years. Yeah, exactly. You'd never have to plant them again. <laughs> and then my my, my garden's cleared in the backyard on mm-hmm. the west side, mm-hmm. and I had them growing up in the flower gardens in the front yard on the east side. Yeah, that's crazy. We got like my wife planted this Virginia creeper, and which is a beautiful vine. Um, it's a, a, it's got poisonous berries, so don't eat it. <laughs> Uh, so naturally we plant it back by the chickens yeah (laughs) this vine has now taken over the whole back fence and it's it's beautiful i mean it's uh do the chickens eat the berries no uh they're they're really good about it chickens are smarter than i give them credit for a lot of times because they will take a look at something and if they can't eat it they won't so they're, they're pretty smart about it but yeah this virginia creeper now i've got like virginia creeper vine growing up in different spots around my front yard because the wild birds have come and started picking up the berries and taking them up front, realizing, oh, that's poisonous, and dropping it. So now I've got Virginia creeper growing all over the place. I don't even know what Virginia creeper is. It's a vine. Huh. That's all you... I mean, it's kind of kind of like holly, but with more of like a 
Uh, the leaf on it is kind of uh, almost marijuana looking. <laughs> it's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It, it's a pretty vine. It uh, Some of it turns red in the fall. So, since we don't really have a topic tonight, we're just mm-hmm. shooting the shit. Um, mm-hmm. What's been on your TV lately? On the TV? Well, uh, this time of year, uh, horror movies, spook movies, of course. We're big into horror films at our house, especially this time of year. So, Did you say horror? Horror, yeah. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you're into horror movies... Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know why the time of year had anything to do with no, that. No, but no, Pornhub, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Halloween, horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horror. Horror. So, yeah, Michael Myers. Um, let's see. We, we're not too big into Jason Voorhees. We, we, we'll watch Friday the 13th, sure. But, um, yeah. So why this time of year? I mean, I know it's it's Halloween, but what as far as watching a horror movie, is it? And we watch horror movies all year long. Do you? Really? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll watch a scary movie all the time. We, we like it. Um, this time of year, we start getting things that are more like uh, oh, what's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow or, you know, something that's, or The Village, something that just has more of a fall time feel to it. No, I get that. Do yeah. you uh, catching any series? Did you see the Dahmer? Yeah. Um, uh, the Netflix. Dom- yeah, we did watch. Uh, we got a good part of the way into it. Got a little sickening. I mean, the guy that plays Jeffrey Dahmer is a really good actor. And see, I I don't disagree with the fact that he's a good actor, mm-hmm. but I didn't like him in that. And maybe that's because uh-huh. I've seen him in too many American horror stories. And that's what it is, right? And so he's not ringing Jeffrey Dahmer. He's to not me at Jeffrey all. Dahmer, but no. man, he's disgusting. <laughs> and you, and when you think about, okay, this is what, how Jeffrey Dahmer behaved and what he acted like. You're like. Yeah, I just I didn't feel like he was a good fit for Dahmer. That's no. that's my opinion. Did mm-hmm. we talk about this already? No, but I, I think we might have talked about it uh, in personal life. But yeah, I I just I think he's an excellent actor. I mm-hmm. but the only thing I've really seen him in a lot is American Horror Story. Horror I did Story. see him in. Um, there was a mini series on. Um, HBO, he was in with the girl from Titanic. Kate Winslow. Oh, Mary Mary East, East Town. Yeah, he okay. was in that, and he played a cop, and he actually did a really good job of he was in that. Yeah. Completely mm-hmm. different. I, you know, but I, I think he's kind of typecast a little bit from the American Horror Story, and I think yeah. this Dahmer one actually kind of adds to that. Yeah, it's a not going to help him out, is it? Whereas, um, say, Zac Efron playing um, Ted Bundy. I thought that was a really yeah. good move on his part. There's another new uh, movie I watched on Apple TV, which you still need to get. It's got some amazing program on it. It's called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. It has Zach Efron in it. And it's uh-huh. a true story. Yeah. About a guy from New Jersey, New York area that all his buddies are off at the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these people are protesting against a the war and everything and and they kind of feel bad because they're like this is bullshit they're off fighting for our country right or wrong Mm -hmm. you know for what the politicians made the decision these guys are still over there sure and we want to know that they're we want them to know that they they're being supported so he takes a huge duffel bag of beer and goes over and finds them in vietnam and it is a true story this guy did this and visited his friends and was in war zones and stuff it's a you're Pretty right. I need, I need to get Apple Plus and watch us. But but that, there's a ton of good series on Apple. Blackbird, mm-hmm. we just watched that. That was a yeah. A, 
a very good series um, for all mankind. Mm-hmm. By that's what got me into it at first. Yeah. I actually watched it uh, the first episode on a trial, and I thought, God, I gotta, I gotta rent this, yeah. you know. And so I did, and that that's been good. Uh, there's a series with Jason Momoa in it. It's called C. Mm-hmm. Um, that has three seasons behind it. Um, trying to think what else is on there. there there's quite a few. Of, there's quite a few movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple uh, only movies that I've watched that have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. There's some other series, but I can't think of yeah. them right now. But let's see. We're we're on on Hulu. We're on the fifth season of The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. and big into that and uh, and i i'm falling out of that i can't it's just I, you know i'm having a I, i've had a tough time with uh with june from the get-go just because this young lady needs to be on the wall so many times well if you know you the first season was amazing yeah and and it hooked you yeah, yeah it did hook you and I and the second series, second season of the series was okay, mm-hmm. but that was when she made the decision to not run away, which yeah. she'd been trying to do the whole time, you know. Exactly. And, and here she's got at she's at that door to leave. Yeah, and, and she just says, "No, I'm gonna stay." I'm like, all and, for what? <laughs> and I really felt like after that, it took a turn, and I haven't enjoyed mm-hmm. the last few seasons. I, I've watched yeah. them. Um, and they're interesting, but they're almost, you know, now June's this badass that it's supposed to be, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, oh, seriously. I mean, that she just doesn't really, I, I, I don't really like her as a leading lady it, know, see, or as a, as a protagonist or. Well, one of my favorite series of all time is Mad Men mm-hmm. and you know that yeah. she was, she played yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Peggy Elizabeth Monsters, yeah, yeah, and, and she was awesome in that, mm-hmm. and and I've even seen her in some other things, you know, like Top of the Lake. Those two series yeah. were excellent. She's um, a talented actress, no doubt. Yeah, it's just that I almost feel like they're milking the shit out of this Handmaid's Tale thing. But yeah. it's like we only had enough story for two years, but it was so popular that we signed it up for longer and. Mm-hmm. And now they're changing everything over to, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you've got to keep me in there pretty tight, you know. Mm-hmm. And Mad Men was a series that I stayed till the end. Breaking Bad was yeah. a series that mm-hmm. I was up until the end because they kept it inter- interesting and didn't, didn't go off on a tangent and just change the whole thing. And I kind of feel like that's what they're doing here. But, yeah. And I don't know. I, I guess, I the big I have a big problem when they set up such strict rules and then have no problem breaking those rules and we're just supposed to go along with it, right? Well, and and if you go back to the first season when they were breaking a little break one girl would break a little rule, she was on the wall. Exactly. And how you many know, times did you do yeah, different things? A girl drops and... the F bomb in public or, you know, you know, reads a, a street sign out loud or something and they hang her on the wall. Yeah. But June, I mean, she's over there slapping men and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, running away and kidnapping other people's babies and whatnot. 
they're they're okay with that. Okay, well, don't do it anymore. Well, that's why I'd <laughs> like to see them start a series like that, and you're in it six or seven episodes, and it's really good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then they just kill the main character, and it's over. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a mini series, then. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, they've done that with a, a couple of shows. I can't remember which one. Well, Game of Thrones is a good example. Uh, I I mean, it didn't end the show, but you've got these main characters. Yeah, they kill off main characters all the time. (laughs) But if you really think about it, it makes sense because it's realistic. Well, sure. You know, because if you're going to start watching a show, Mm -hmm. how tense can it be when you've got Brad Pitt as the lead? Because you know he ain't going to die. Exactly. And if there's (laughs) going to be six seasons, he's going to be there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you get all these tense situations and things, and they seem tense, but they're not going to kill the main character, right? Exactly. And, and, you know, I mean, it's the main characters died in a lot of shows as the last thing that happens in the series ends, right? Mm -hmm. But... Not right off the bat. And Game of Thrones was like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, now we got to find somebody else new to watch. But it, mm-hmm. but the, it kind of makes sense too, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and Game of Thrones could have uh, taken a lot of lessons from other shows about how to end properly, because it seemed to me like I, I just think George R. R. Martin had no idea how to end it. Well, and I don't know how much he had to do. You, yeah, you know, I mean, there's other producers involved in it too to end it. Yeah. And now they've got the new spinoff going of it. And, mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes it's hard for me to follow because I I get tired of things. Like me and my wife used to watch Survivor and Big mm-hmm. Brother all the time, and she still enjoys it. But I, to me, they're just like I've seen it. Yeah. Well, at this point, we understand that reality TV is all scripted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's um, there's no question about it. There's no such thing. Well, and it has reality. to be. Yeah. Because, you know, it was reality the first couple of years, and every mm-hmm. once in a while something crazy will happen, but you can't just wait for the once in a while. You have to inject yeah. something crazy to mm-hmm. happen. So, yeah, I mean, I understand what they're doing because they're playing with millions of dollars, yeah. you know, trying to make sure this programming gets out there. They've got to do, which is exactly how um, Hell's Kitchen went, uh, would keep all these crazy people on till the end. Yeah. You'd have about two actual contestants. You better shut her down for our next commercial, Tyler. All right. We'll be back in the middle. Thanks. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle. uh, Maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs some restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to joltparts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all uh, lowercase letters about what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, 
whatever it is you got. Go take a look. Okay. We are into our third segment here. Um, well, this is the beginning of the third segment. We've come back from another commercial break. Um, and I'm going to stop stating the obvious because of that. Feel, yeah, I think, like. I think, yeah, we know that. Yeah, already. you guys are on board with us. So we're talking shows a little yeah. bit. Um, we started watching one called The Patient on Hulu. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? Um, let's see. The, the first uh, episode. Well, I've seen the preview for it. Yeah. It looks really good. It has Steve Carell in it, which I can tell you I was never mm-hmm. a huge Steve Carell fan. Mm-hmm. But I actually like him more as an older man, you know. Now that he's yeah, bearded and gray, and yeah. not not the what was it in? Oh, in the office where he was well, playing I've a never ten year old adult. I've never seen yeah. the office. The one that the forty year old virgin. yeah forty year old virgin. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I always yeah. compare him to, you know. But mm-hmm. but he's he does a really good job in this one. Yeah, um, he was also in a series on. Um, Apple that had Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I'm trying to think what it's called. They work for a TV station. We watched the first season, really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we've tried the second season two or three times and we just can't Same. roll into it. I yeah. I don't know what it is. My wife does a better job than I do about uh, getting into things. I get mm-hmm. bored with stuff really easy and yeah. I'm a huge TV and movie and series connoisseur. And yeah. so when it's like the same old thing or it seems forced or it isn't different, you know, mm-hmm. like I really like, did you ever watch Tommy and Pam on Hulu? Uh, started watching the first episode. It didn't really hook me. And I get yeah. that. I really liked it, especially the talking penis. Mm-hmm. He actually has a conversation with his penis in that show. Oh, that's fun. And, and that's based on... Mm-hmm. real life he claims in oh. his book tommy lee that he would have conversations with his penis well that's not terribly surprising no i mean when it's as impressive as his is i mean i'd probably have conversations with it anyways yeah um so is this like uh smoking aces having a conversation where he makes the mouth move and stuff or it did in the show yeah okay if i were you i think it's the second episode i'm not Okay. Positive. So push through to the second episode. I, I would go watch that. that because if if anything, the humor involved mm-hmm. and I I mean I didn't know they were going to go there mm-hmm. and I lost it. <laughs> I, I absolutely lost it because the show's mm-hmm. truly a documentary mm-hmm. type of film, film series, yeah. whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And it goes along and tells a story, and I knew the story. Yeah, it went. Yeah. And they throw this in, and it's like out of left field, right in the middle. <laughs> and it's just, and yeah. it never goes back to that type uh-huh. of thing either. And so it's yeah. really strange that they put it in, but I damn near lost it. Uh-huh. I was wheezing. I needed a CPAP mm-hmm. to breathe or something yeah. to breathe. Because, yeah, it, so if anything. So, yeah, the CPAP. Thank you for bringing that up. I uh, started wearing a CPAP this week. So, yeah, my CPAPnia is going to be cured by wearing a CPAP. So, is there a realistic world where you won't be wearing one ever again? Or 
is this a that, cautionary thing or is it this is something you've needed for a lot of years or i mean what how does this fall in i mean it, if you don't like yeah. it can you give it back and you have no concerns well this is the the whole thing is uh you know my wife and i had this conversation too it's like okay at what point does does this treatment stop or is this like you know a, a diabetic taking insulin you know like and unless they come up with something else some other form of treatment then this might be the rest of my life. Um, I'm I'm doing this um, mostly because a doctor told me to, and uh, I guess I'm a little surprised, but I shouldn't be too surprised. I guess I was more surprised the first time I took a, an overnight oximetry test and found out that I didn't have sleep apnea, that I was you know doing fine. So because back then when I first tested, I thought oh for sure I've got sleep apnea. No, but now they're like, oh, you've got really severe sleep apnea. So sleep apnea is something you can get over, or is there something you can do to make it better? There's uh, there's two types of sleep apnea. There's uh, the kind where you uh, where your airway gets blocked by relaxed muscles and, t- and tissue that just kind of collapses in on your airway, so it blocks it off, so you can't can't breathe at night. The other kind... Is that important? Allegedly. Okay, um, just checking. The, yeah, the other kind is when you have something neurological with you where your brain stops telling your bo- your body to breathe. So that involuntary reflex or involuntary motion ceases because neurologically, your brain just stopped telling your, your lungs to, to inhale and exhale. So there's... Those two types, um, a CPAP is a constant, uh, continuous positive air pressure device. So, yeah, it it's just to blow air into your lungs or to blow air through your... So what kind yeah. do you have? Um, mine's obstructive, which is the first kind. Although, you know, I don't think I've got the second kind. I don't think I have one, the neurological kind, but... But I, I guess what I'm saying, are, are there things you can do during um, day, do, during your regular day or whatever to help the condition? Or, I mean, can you be on a CPAP for a while and yeah. then do, do you learn to breathe better asleep? Or does that make it make you more dependent on it so you never have a chance to do it again? Good question. I mean, so far, I'm trying to get this whole thing figured out where I, th- last night was my second night with the, the CPAP and so I'm still trying to get this whole thing figured out, get used to it. And, you know, and is my mask too tight, too loose? Is it comfortable enough? Cause I mean, the thing is you're supposed to, the mask that I've got is supposed to be, you know, really comfortable. So you hardly feel it. It reminds me of the man I heard about that strangled himself in the middle of the night with his CPAP hose. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's kind of, uh, it's too bad. That's what yeah. it is, you know. That's a different kind of sleep apnea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he got a little crazy with the hose and choked uh-huh. himself, and he died because he couldn't get no more air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. No, the only reason I ask is I'm always afraid of things like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, is there a better way, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, uh, is, is there a certain exercise I can do? Is yeah. there, you know. I've, I've tried different uh, devices. Should we say like the the one that helped me the most before the the CPAP, and 
you know, hopefully the CPAP will be better, but it was basically a little suction cup that grabs your tongue and holds your tongue uh, from going back down your throat. Because I figured that's what was causing the obstruction was, you know, my if I can hold my tongue, which is connected to all those muscles in the back of the throat, if I can keep the tongue from relaxing and going back down there, maybe that would help. And so that helped the snoring. Are there any medications you can take that help uh, the situation? I don't know if there's any medications. Uh, they do like the uh, deviated septum surgery where you go in and surgically have them, you know, tighten things up in there. So that's that's an option, I suppose. Um, but as far as like uh, any other way to get air into the lungs after, uh, with, <laughs> without using just positive air pressure, and that with this positive air pressure, it's just basically designed to to blow air down through your windpipe in order to get it past the blockage. What if you could have a surgery and have a port put on you? on you somewhere and then just hook a hose up like to a it. tracheotomy well kind of but have it put somewhere a little more you know less conspicuous yeah i mean and then you wouldn't have to wear a mask every night because what happens i mean what happens when yeah because i mean if it's just obstructive sleep apnea then that would fix it because it bypasses the obstruction yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully it helps you. That's all that matters, I guess. I, I hope so too, because I mean, the alternative is probably I'll probably die young. But um, I mean, I, I get well, less and less young with the passing years. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You're really not that young to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what we're comparing you with, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got uh, some gray hair. You're young compared to me. Sure. What are you? Four years younger than me? I think I'm four years younger. Yeah, um, you're young compared to your father. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. you're young. Yeah, he's he's approaching eighty now. Yeah, so but you're old compared to a young kid. I sure. mean, yeah, I mean it's all. Yeah, I mean the kids that I work with are, are young enough to be my children. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they still hit on me. Well, that yeah. happens. No, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me either. I was yeah. trying to make yeah, you no, feel better. No way is hitting on a forty-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody will sometime, yeah. mm -hmm. and it'll probably be. But the good thing is, yeah, probably that, be an eighty-year-old woman from you well, know, Tennessee, yeah. and that is actually worth pursuing to pay on how much money the lady has. True. I mean, mm -hmm. that may pay for your CPAP forever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, um, so that, there's that. So if we get back <laughs> to uh, shows you've been watching, yeah, um, are you in any series right now? I mean, you said you're watching I, The Handmaid's Tale. I haven't performed. Uh, oh no, I, I'm wholly different. Okay, yeah, I'm not in any shows right now. But um, I know you're not in any shows. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares. I'm, I'm on this uh, podcast, so that's about as close as I got. I guess you are on a weekly show. Okay. Um, let's see, what other shows are we watching? We, we used to watch several shows religiously, and now we're just kind of, uh, there's some, there's some good ones out there, but I don't know if there's any that we've really started to. Have you, have you watched John Cena's show on Showtime, right? Yeah. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. That one, <laughs> I, I really appreciated the humor of that. So did I, because, mm -hmm. and see, that's kind of what I'm talking about, about shows, is it. It's different. Yeah. 
because it was a superhero show, mm -hmm. almost like you're expecting it to be Disney. Yeah. But it's not Disney. It's not Disney by any means. <laughs> and, it, and it's not like uh, the Marvel Universe by any no, means. No, the language, the crude humor, everything yeah. on it, it. And it it's just so funny, but, yeah. but actually decent to watch. And it keeps you hooked. And, and, I, and quite like, uh, what, you could see like this being more real to life. Sort of yeah, thing. and I mean, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Yeah. So, you know, knowing John Cena was on it, you know, I wanted to watch mm -hmm. it. But I thought it was kind of like a Marvel thing. And I've never really been big into the Marvel. Me and, and I and I say that, but I haven't really watched them much either. And yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to give them a go. I've got the Disney yeah. Channel, and mm -hmm. I, I would like to give them a go. And Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the X-Men series when that came out. With, see, I uh, haven't seen it. Let's see. This is that's the one where uh, you've got Hugh Jackman playing uh, Wolverine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, let's see, Captain Picard is playing uh, um, what? Did that is that the name? one that had Rebecca Rebecca Romaine as the blue lady? But it was when she was Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Stamos yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I mean, I enjoyed those movies. She now hosts the new reality series, The Love Boat. Really? Yeah. Good for her. You remember the old show, I The do. Love Boat? That's what I thought it was, yeah. but my wife watched it. She says, no, it's actually, it's called The Love Boat, but it's like a reality series of people on this boat finding love. It's got her <laughs> and Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. You know, flashback to the, new guy. the guy from yeah. Stand By Me, you know. Yeah, the fat kid from Stand By Me. <laughs> that isn't fat. With, yeah, hooks up with Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Because after she's been Stamos, of course. Yeah, exactly. And he's lost, you know, he probably weighs about the same as he did in Stand By Me. Yeah, about twice the size. But yeah, he, he lost yeah. a lot. Of, well, he trimmed down. He became a, uh, quite the, uh, yeah, he, he's a looker. All of them, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, Corey Feldman is mm -hmm. still goofy because he's kind of gotten like, he, he's he's real skinny now, and just well, yeah, but he weird. never he never made it after his childhood days. You yeah. know, he's in that. He was in yeah. Lost Boys. He mm -hmm. was in um, yeah, the the uh, uh, with Corey Haim. Yeah, he, he was in Goonies. Yeah. Him and the two Corys did. Uh, a bunch what else of stuff was he? Together. He was in a bunch of stuff. I, he was in a bunch of stuff in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, really. And, and he didn't seem to like make it. License out. to Drive is another. Yeah, one. License yeah. to Drive. Um, you know, but, you know, and River Phoenix actually was the one making the movies and mm -hmm. kind of becoming a star. And then obviously... And he was really talented. He was a very talented actor. That poor yeah. kid, he died way too early. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and then you've got Will Wheaton. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a pretty good career. He yeah. Was he in Star Trek or something? Yeah, he, he got a, a role on Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation. And then he had a bunch of cameos on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. He actually played himself in that. He played oh, Will he? Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A pretty decent actor, Will Wheaton. Yeah, he's not a bad actor mm -hmm. either. Um, in fact, I don't know if you remember, but we had a co-worker that we thought looked like Will Wheaton. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Until he lost a bunch of weight, and then he yeah. looked like a skinny guy with a big head. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. Man. But anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, that was, you know, like I said, definitely in my top ten movies of all time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would probably place that one. Uh, Forrest Gump is certainly mm -hmm. one of them. Um, I would say The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, 
I can't even think of a lot of them right now. Perfect World with Kevin Costner and mm-hmm. uh, Clint Eastwood. I love that movie. Um, there's quite a few others, and I can't even name them. What would you say are some of your top movies? Um, let's see. Some of my top movies. Um, Shawshank Redemption's. A really yeah, that's one. that's up there for me, too. Um, a lot of, like, uh, Cool Hand Luke's another really good movie that I can sit down and watch just about any time. I watched a really weird one the other night that uh, I'm sure you've seen it. It's uh, The Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean with uh, Paul Newman. I have not yeah, seen it. Well, not. if I have, I don't recall. It was <laughs> it was a wild ride. <laughs> and there was so much about it that I thought was hilarious. Okay, so you got this. Um, Paul Newman plays this uh, guy who just rolls into town, but it's a rough and wild West town, right? I mean, this is when the West was wild and it still needed to be tamed. So this is a Western. It's a Western. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, in late 1800s, Texas, he wanders into town and there's some sort of injustice and he's, you know, gets into a big fight with the, the people. They beat the crap out of him. And then uh, tie him to a horse and have basically have the horse drag him by the neck off however far the horse can run. And so basically they hang him, sort of thing. But he survives. Um, this girl uh, brings him his gun that was lost in the in the fight, and then he goes back and kills everybody and buries them all. And you know, and sounds like his own brand of justice. Sounds almost like the premise for High Plains Drifter. Yeah, very similar to that, but a lot more tongue-in-cheek humor, and it's, it's hilarious, because, like, I mean, he's just sets him up himself up as the, the judge of the town, <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm going to be the law here, <laughs> and so then he gets this uh, this gang of ruffians to be his uh, his uh, marshals, U.S. marshals, that to go out and, you know, uh, bring in people for him to judge, <laughs> And then, you know, if he decides to give him a hanging, he gives him a hanging. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but the whole thing is he's got this poster of like this, um, this barroom, uh, singer <laughs> who, uh, let's see, what is her name? Uh, Lily, Le... not Lamont, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, like, his whole thing is every you know anybody that's going to be in this town has to give homage to Lily, Miss Lily, and she's just like so. So this is a comedy. Oh, it's a, definitely a comedy, and it was hilarious. Huh. My wife didn't think so so much, but I thought it was great. I've noticed that when you, you know, you definitely have different tastes in your wife on a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. there's obviously you guys watch a lot of stuff. It's similar yeah. to me and my wife. You know, yeah, we watch a ton of stuff together, but there's mm-hmm. certain things that. We just don't watch together. Yeah. She, she doesn't like the real, real serious. Like, she didn't like Mad Men. She mm-hmm. didn't like Breaking Bad. Oh. It, they just weren't her thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think she could have liked them. She just didn't take the time to sit down and watch them. Okay. But she watches a lot of the, what I call, chick flick mm-hmm. series, too, that I'm not really into. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not into all the... Um, lovey-dovey lifetime and Mm -hmm. uh, hallmark channels (laughs) but i will say i do kind of have a little bit of a guilty pleasure for hallmark christmas movies Mm -hmm. i don't know why (laughs) maybe it's just because they put me in the spirit of christmas and i love Mm -hmm. i love the spirit of 
the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, but not even so much Christmas. That's a bad way to put it. I, I, I like planning up to Christmas. My favorite time is mm-hmm. probably the week before Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is always somewhat of a letdown. Yeah, because of all the... You, you like the build-up of it. Yeah. yeah, I do like the build, mm-hmm. but, but I don't like... But I also don't like the build-up of Christmas that starts in September either. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I prefer... Okay, let's put our Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Not before. We'll have a good solid month of Christmas, right? And on top of that, I don't enjoy decorating outside. I've told my mm-hmm. wife she can spend as much money as she wants on decorations. Mm-hmm. But let's put the son of a bitches inside where we can see him. That's right. Because you know what? I don't give a shit about my neighbors and what they can see. That's right. So why am I going to spend the money? Plus, well, I have really high mm-hmm. roof lines. Yeah. And I hung lights out there one year. Mm-hmm. Screw that. Yeah. So... I, uh, I've got, a let's see, 17 feet from the floor to the, or from the ground level to the peak of my roof. Inside? Or uh, outside? On the outside. And I, I did it the first year. So uh, you don't do a lot of Christmas decorating outside? I, I did. We do quite a bit of decorating outside, but, um, I don't run I think lights you, up. I think leaves. you should quit immediately. Mm-hmm. I know you do. And do all the decorating inside, double mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, and we've done that. Several times, um, in and out. Like, I mean, our house, we really, we've got quite the little gingerbread house. But don't you ever wonder why you decorate for other people to look at? Because, I mean, you don't. Yeah, because we like to drive around and see other people's uh, lights and decorations. And well, I know you do. Shows. Yeah. And so, so I, I actually do, yeah. too. So I just don't want them driving around and seeing mine. Yeah. So we just try to contribute some of that back to the community. Oh, you know what I think? screw the community yeah community can go to hell yeah that's true because they took us off of the good water here in in uh, smithfield yeah i heard that, that comes out of the spring or the aquifer and they tapped in a well to all that stagnant gross well water that's sitting underneath uh smithfield and now they're surprised oh wait we've stuck a straw in there to suck it all out and it got clogged like, yeah, thanks. And that's our water supply. That yeah. And, and because of you, mm-hmm. I got an email saying I can't water my lawn. Yeah, exactly. But luckily, I don't water my lawn with culinary water. That's right. I water it with irrigation water. So, so no problem. Right? I was okay to proceed. Exactly. And, you know, but they still have no problem throwing up, uh, you know, 600 houses, new houses, west of town. Then again, I still, I'm still the first one to say, I think building, I don't mm-hmm. think they're building quick enough. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with progress and there's nothing wrong with building. I think our problem here is mm-hmm. the poor planning on the water system, on the electri- yep. electrical system, everything like that. And I want my dang uh, aquifer water that comes out of the spring I, again. I mean, we this place has every resource available to it more than most places. And mm-hmm. our population isn't a tenth of what it could be. Yeah. And we can't even handle it now. No, it's just poor management, right? Yeah. Yeah horrible management and even now they're not right now they should be planning for the future Mm -hmm. let's make the roads bigger let's make new roads let's make them wider let's let's save water let's make some reservoirs let's pump into the aquifers you know you go over to brigham city they Mm -hmm. have huge aquifers just like we do here yeah they take all the water runoff and let it run there Mm -hmm. through the spring fill those aquifers and then they have pumps that pump it back out for irrigation that's right makes sense you know Mm -hmm. but why would we do something that made sense? Yeah, especially when we, uh, well, we're, we're just a one-horse town. We, we're rather uh, keen to 
get more tax money and revenue that way by that comes with new buildings and invest any of that back into infrastructure. Well, that's the thing is, you know, progress is progress, right? Sure. It's always going to be, you know, your children have to have somewhere to live, mm-hmm. their children and so forth. It, the world's getting bigger, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But why are they not reinvesting any of that? I'll never know. And what are they putting it into? Because they're not putting it into goddamn roads, I can tell you that. No. They're putting it into their own pockets, as far as I can tell. Must be. I don't know. But just poor planning. But that's why, folks, get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. But that's I don't right. know how good that does because yeah. this is uh, voting season. And, you know, um, we've successfully uh, scuttled any trust that we've had in the United States electoral process. Although they, they're, they're training people to watch the ballots, right? You know, the one thing I think needs to change with electoral college is I don't like all the states that, you know, you can win 51% of the vote and you get all the electoral votes. Yeah. I mean, to me, you win 51% of the vote. Yeah. You should get 51% of the electoral, or even if they round it up and say, okay, you win 52%. Yeah. You get 60% of the electoral votes or something. something. Let's be representative of what it is. You know, I keep seeing all these maps where they say, you know, 10% 10% of the land mass mm-hmm. accounts for 75% of the population. Well, of mm-hmm. course it does because it's all the big cities. Yeah. And people are saying it shouldn't. Well, should it or shouldn't it? Well, that's the question, right? Because I mean, each of those people, I mean, d- population density still accounts for there's people there, right? Well, so. if we take America and don't mm-hmm. break it out in states or anything, just say, hey, this is the population, 180 million people that can vote, let's yeah. just say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 200 million that can vote, whatever. New, New York City, Manhattan, you have 1 million people that live in a city block, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say. 1 million people there. Now, in the state of Utah, over the course of like the northern half of the state, you have a million people. So, w- which one should, which vote should count for more? Well, the argument is, you know, you need to have a representative of mm-hmm. whatever, you yeah. know, our area rural and in mm-hmm. the city but can't the argument for that be that every vote should count that's what one would think right i mean to me it should be straight popular vote it doesn't matter where you live yeah in fact maybe quit breaking it down that way and vote mm-hmm. maybe we don't even need government anymore maybe we mm-hmm. just have this broadcast system that goes out and we all vote on our phones yeah. on every subject yeah and you know just get rid of nuclear war altogether you know? no nukes I, do you think we ought to get rid of all of them? I think so. But don't you think it, we're sitting on a whole pot of fireworks? Don't it be kind of fun to get rid of them the fun way? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, blow Ju- up. Jupiter doesn't have like a lot of land mass. It's mostly gas, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know what we're going to see there. I'm, so, well, I'm thinking we ought to blow up the moon. Yeah, the moon, they'll push a big enough show for us. And, you know, I don't think it would damage us. Certainly not going to damage the moon. Look at the thing. It's already pocked and marred with all kinds of... Well, that looks like a teenager's face. Yeah, you know? it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We launch all 5,000 nuclear warheads at the moon. Yeah, at the moon. Uh, and tell me, your wife wouldn't love that fireworks no, that's show. That's a show, yeah. Because she loves uh, space. And she loves the fireworks. Um, and we don't need to wor- death of nukes. And so. we don't need to worry about radiation up there. Because yeah. it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... Because the nuclear layer's going to take care of that. 
well, yeah, plus nuclear radiation is no worse for you than the radiation in space. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get wiped away like in a sun flare. Yeah. Exactly. Like a Pontiac sun flare? Oh, sun you flare. said a sun flare. Sun flare, not sun fire. That's what I'm scared of, sun flares. Yeah. They can be, they can wipe out whole planets. Yeah. They've been known to. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess if they do, then there's really nothing to worry about, is there? Exactly. Because we all get to ride around this, uh, this rock around the sun a few times and we will kick off and die sooner than we expected. It's funny. The silly things we heat is important when, mm-hmm. you know, in the split second, it could all be done. You know, Yellowstone mm-hmm. explodes or a, or a meteor hits <laughs> us. That's huge, you know, or, yeah. or something that it, it, in, it's kind of, you need to be scared of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. people are scared of that stuff, but at the same time, what does it matter? Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Exactly. I mean, they, they talk about Yellowstone and all, you know, it, it's overdue, but it, it, they're, it it's not going to blow. How do you know? Well, and does it matter? Because yeah, they really can't, they can't yeah. stop it. Mm-hmm. And if it blows. It's not like you're going to be able to evacuate people, right? Yeah, we'd be screwed. Yeah. I mean, even if you could evacuate people, you're only going to evacuate them to somewhere that's going to be covered in ash yeah. and dust and complete darkness for, mm-hmm. I, I forever. Think, I think, yeah, for, so, for a long time. Really, the point of tonight's uh, podcast, if you take nothing else away, just find something, a hobby that you love and enjoy, something that makes you you, and go and run with it until you die, because sooner or later we're going to. Yeah, something that makes you happy. If you want to tell us what your hobbies are, aboutwhatpod at gmail.com. You can always reach out to us there. Uh, you can hit us up on Anchor. and uh, yeah, Or Instagram, or about Instagram. What pod. Yep, we're out there too. Have a good night. See ya.